You're listening to Three Kitchens Podcast, a member of the Alberta Podcast Network. Locally grown, community supported. Now it's time to get cooking. Today's episode is brought to you by The Pulse. Want to start your day informed? Check out The Pulse, Taproot's daily news briefing. The Pulse tells you what you need to know about Edmonton every weekday morning. You'll get short, informative updates about what's happening at City Hall, plus coverage of business, tech, food, the arts, and more. You'll also get a little bit of whimsy from features such as A Moment in History and the weekly podcast pick. And it's free. Sign up today at taprootedmonton.ca slash pulse. That's taprootedmonton.ca slash pulse. Welcome to today's episode of Three Kitchens Podcast. We've got a special recording for you today. We did this a little bit differently than we normally do, so we're just going to give you a little introduction to tell you about it. Heather, hello. How are you today? Hello. I'm good. I'm good. (laughs) Yeah, this was a different kind of episode. Uh, There's no recipe. We're talking about something a little bit different. Yeah. Because of the way we recorded it, we didn't introduce our guest. So that's what we're going to do right now is tell you all about our guest. So we interviewed a friend who is an architect and she's also a podcaster in our podcasting community of women who podcast. And we talked about kitchen design and kitchen function for home cook. That's right. So her name is Catherine McPhail and she's an architect and the host of the podcast Talking Home Renovations with the House Maven. Yes. On her podcast, Catherine interviews contractors, vendors, other architects and homeowners, and they share tips and cautionary tales about home renos. Yes, she's got some really good information about kitchen appliances in one episode. She also talks about sort of your home's design and how you feel in your home. So it's not just for hardcore architects. home design and architect yeah. people. I think she's got a great podcast that sort of, if you love your home and you want to do little things to improve it, she's even got some great tips in there. So uh, she's currently renovating her own home and she tells us it was built in the late 1700s, which is really cool for us from a perspective because most of our homes aren't that old where we mm-hmm. are. Yeah, And so she's in the process of renovating and designing her kitchen right now and so she joined us to chat about her own renovations and how she's going about that and then we also had a really fun discussion on some kitchen trends from her point of view mm-hmm. so we had a lot of fun chatting with Catherine, and we hope you enjoy it too uh, and be sure to check out the podcast talking home renovations with the house maven wherever you like to listen to podcasts so here we go here's the interview all right, so we thought it would be fun to talk with Catherine about kitchen design for home cooks. Welcome, Catherine. Thank you so much. This is going to be fun. I'm looking forward to hearing what uh, what information you have because I, I'm actually in the middle of designing my kitchen. So Ooh, this way I won't fun. make any mistakes. <laughs> oh, sure. Says the architect. Oh. Well, you know, I think you probably know what you're doing, but okay. You don't know what you don't know. That's what I always uh, say. So I have an old house that we just moved into. So it's 1794. And obviously they they had a different type of kitchen than we have now. So I'm kind of trying to make it seem 
like it is part of the house's history, but it's not necessarily from, you know, it's not from 1794 type history, but more like 1800s. And so I were having uh, a cabinet maker make the cabinets and a couple of the pieces are going to be furniture, like furniture, you know, how they have freestanding furniture back in those days. So yeah, it wasn't quite the counter space that we have now. But mm-hmm. so I could go completely like 1800s, but I I'm a modern person, so I don't really want to. You know, they always had this, uh, the stove just freestanding a lot of the time, even until yes. the, like the 50s. How did that even work? I wonder I if they must have little tables. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, so we're trying to go with uh, kind of an older look. There's only 12 inches between the countertop and the bottom of the cabinets on. Okay. Usually it's 18 inches. Oh. And uh, the other side is open shelves and 18 inches. So that's more standard. But um, a couple of the pieces will look like pieces of furniture. Okay, I have to know, did your kitchen have a fireplace in it back in the day? Probably. Yeah. I mean, that's where they, that's how they cooked. Yeah. You haven't like opened up a wall and found like a fireplace or? No, I haven't. But a lot of people have lived here since it was built and made a lot of improvements. And so a lot of it is, um, it's still pretty intact, but the original fireplace to the kitchen area I think is covered up by a giant cabinet and it's in a, kind of in a hallway because they added on stuff in the 1800s so mm, wow what we're removing is from the 80s and it is incredibly oh. it's like a single person kitchen absolutely the most patriarchal kitchen I think <laughs> ever it makes me so mad every day because there's what? you cannot have two people working in there oh okay well it's very possible that somebody just didn't design a good kitchen but really it was just for one person right so we're tearing out a 1980s kitchen at i'd say and putting in a two-person kitchen well that sounds good i love that you're taking it kind of back somebody uh modernized in the 80s right and now you're taking it back to yeah trying anyway to the historical time of when the home was built i think that's really cool we live in a place in Mm -hmm. western canada where we don't have too many homes of that age i don't think if there's if any certainly not that regular people like us would live in regular people (laughs) regular i can't think of anything earlier than like the 1900s in in calgary like that would be like a historical home yeah yeah so it's just very cool very cool Mm -hmm. to us to to hear kind of i don't know coming up a lot against a lot of really not high-end um, improvements that people made over the years. You know what I mean? Yeah. So how do you work in like the, what we would think of like modern conveniences, but put it into a kitchen that you're aesthetically wanting to be a bit more historical? Like do you kind of hide stuff? Is a big, beautiful stainless steel fridge sitting in the middle of your historical mm-hmm. looking kitchen or do you well, panel it or what do you do? Well, yeah, what I'm doing is different than what most people do. So what I'm doing this house, the kind of the theme is we're um, taking a house and automating the house. There's going to be a lot of modern technology in it. So it's kind of mixing the old with the new. So our kitchen is, you know, the handmade cabinetry that's like hand rubbed cherry or whatever it's going to end up being. And then we're having an induction stove and yeah, a modern refrigerator, very boxy refrigerator and other modern, very modern, like our faucet is going to be one of those uh, programmable faucets that I don't know how it even works, to be honest, but you can you can have it programmed <laughs> to fill your like electric tea kettle, for example, to a certain amount that oh, is perfect wow. for your French press, you know, so it's like, oh, crazy. So there, yeah, some crazy things like that, that we're mixing in with the old, but other clients hmm. who have old kitchens, they often will... I've seen all sorts of things like, um, you know, having a refrigerator column that's paneled in the same cabinetry and then the matching other side would you open it up and it's just a pantry. And then they have their freezer broken out somewhere else. It's more convenient to have the freezer. Mm -hmm. It's, um, really fancy, fancy pants. Really custom. 
Very mm-hmm. custom, very custom. I can only, uh, I was talking to different appliance people and kitchen people and those built-in refrigerators or two, they're beyond my budget. So perhaps I'm just justifying it all by saying I'm, I'm showing my modern appliances mm-hmm. <laughs> with the old stuff. Because, you know, it's a difference of maybe like twice as much or three times as much. Oh, wow. Yeah. Thanks. We were talking the other day. Remember when it was like a thing? Maybe it's still a thing. I don't know. In a really high-end kitchen to have clear glass front fridge. Oh, yeah. That is a nightmare. I don't know who does that. It can't be anybody who actually lives in there. (laughs) Exactly. It can't be anybody who actually uses their kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. I thought like that's just, I have trouble keeping fingerprints off the stainless steel fridge. Never mind glass. Mm. That would be. Oh, yeah. You do not want to see in my fridge. (laughs) I was hopeful that maybe it means the kids wouldn't stand like with the door open staring in the fridge for hours Mm. a day. Yeah. But I would probably still do that. And I was like, yeah, well, they put their fingerprints on it. <laughs> no, I think, you know how you see those in the show, uh, in the showroom and they just have a bottle of seltzer in there or something really yes. beautiful, like a piece of cheese. So there'd be seltzer up here. It's all turned the same way. And then just this beautiful <laughs> yeah. piece of cheese in a dome on the second yes. shelf. And basically yeah. that's it. That's all. That's all you can really put in there. It's your display yep. refrigerator. Yeah. So that's not for us. <laughs> Let's talk about like an entertainment kitchen versus a like a cooking kitchen. So to me, what makes an entertainment kitchen is that there's somewhere people can sit and talk to you. So maybe on the other side of the island and they can people love to go to the kitchen for some reason. I mean, I guess because that's where the action is. And if I'm cooking, I don't really want them in on, on my side of it. So my old kitchen. I like there was a fireplace and a little seating area and stools around one end of the island that was um, it was like a six foot island. And then I had a threshold in between. I tried to tell people, please stand on the other side. Like This is your space. Everything from here over <laughs> is for you. And then everything from here over is for me. But so the threshold was just listen. really like fancy masking tape. <laughs> Exactly. Be like that's mine and this is yours. You yeah. need one of those ropes, like at a museum. One of those ropes. It's like you stay. That is a good idea. I could incorporate I that into put my that new kitchen. Into my kitchen yeah. too. Ooh. A rope is not a bad idea, Heather. You could uh, trademark that. Yeah, a little yeah, brass totally. thing, velvet rope. I mean, it looks yeah. nice, but it's your just VIP. Pretty... You stay over there. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. Because you're VIP, yeah. you don't have to come behind this. Yeah, I think there's a way that you can have it more feel like an open space or a multi-use kitchen with an entertainment area and then the utility area, the cooking area, and then not have that all open to the whole rest of your house, potentially, you know, Mm -hmm. so that if if you can have people in there with you. A lot of my clients have little kids. Mm -hmm. And as I get older, my kids got older. And then I realized that you want to see your little kids and they want to be with you. So that's one phase of life. And then later when they're older and they don't want to be with you all the time and you don't really want to be watching what they're watching all the time you know so i think maybe having a flexible sort of plan that you can that can kind of change over the years and have other public spaces where people can be i think a good idea to plan i think that's really that hits the nail on the head like we were discussing like when our kids were little there was like a little craft table for our kids in the kitchen Mm -hmm. now i would like it if you leave my space (laughs) i don't want to listen to whatever you're doing on your Oh, laptop? No, I yeah. don't get out. <laughs> and the no, only reason you come in is to ask what's cooking and then complain and give me suggestions and ideas. And <laughs> I actually don't want any of that feedback. Oh, yeah, that's such a universal <laughs> thing. I'm glad to hear it. And I'm sorry to hear it, Aaron. <laughs> I mean, it's that's why I stopped cooking. I couldn't take it anymore with the um, this one doesn't like chicken. This one doesn't like pork. This one doesn't like salmon. None of <laughs> I just like I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> 
I feel like if you. you're cooking, then it's what you like and yeah. tough luck to anybody who doesn't like it. I'm not catering yeah. for you, for you people. I'm making what I want to make, what I want to eat because I'm the one putting the work into it. Yeah. Right. That's how I feel. That's the way I feel too. Yeah. If you don't like what's being served, find a new kitchen. Yeah. Fantastic. You got to get your kids to want to leave, I guess. That's the thing. <laughs> I don't want to make <laughs> it too comfortable around here for you. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. I think the main thing is definitely in the kitchen making it. Um, useful for the way you cook like there are some people who can have the glass front mm -hmm. refrigerator mm -hmm. because they never cook at home and they're never home mm -hmm. you had told us uh, before about this sort of concept of a what were we calling it the show mm -hmm. kitchen versus or a clean kitchen versus a cook the the messy, messy kitchen. kitchen messy kitchen right yeah can you tell us a bit about that trend that you're seeing i haven't actually seen it in my own work or around here so much but from what i hear people have two christmas trees sometimes Mm -hmm. Apparently, those people who have two Christmas trees, I'm imagining those are the people who would have the two kitchens. <laughs> that could so, be. That's a very yeah. interesting way to judge it. I was volunteering at a Christmas tree lot and people were buying two Christmas trees. And I was like, this is Well, a you thing. put the homemade yeah. ornaments that the kids make on the one. <laughs> yeah. The other one is the show tree. Really? Right? Yeah, I think that's it. Anyway, so uh, these messy kitchens I have read about. And maybe it used to be a butler's pantry, and now the butler's pantry has just grown. It went away for a little while. Maybe now it's back, but it's grown to include all the appliances. Because in the old houses, oh, okay. they used to have a place that was on the way to the dining room where mm -hmm. it would have a sink and sometimes a dishwasher and storage for glassware and other things like that and countertops for putting down the food that was prepared mm -hmm. and ready to go to the dining room, you know, that sort of mm -hmm. thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which I love. I love a good butler's pantry because it's a nice place to store things and um, a good way to connect rooms and then still make it about both of the rooms. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. uh, you can spend so much money on a kitchen, you know, I mean, people spend. Oh, for sure. I oh, mean, yeah. $200,000 on their kitchen. So that's the thing that's open to the rest of their house with all of the all of the new appliances, the latest and greatest of everything. And then they have a little kitchen off behind that that is where mm -hmm. they actually cook everything so that's a place where it gets greasy and yeah and and then they bring it out to the other place where their friends are drinking wine around like a marble island yes. or something yeah right <laughs> i have never this is not this is not coming from lived experience okay this is only yeah. <laughs> what i've read <laughs> i have seen these houses and show homes and stuff every once in a while we go what snoop, are they doing in the open house yeah mm. i mean that's my favorite hobby yeah it's yeah. fun <laughs> And, yeah. and we've seen some of these big houses that have these separate pantries and they're even like separated by like almost an invisible door. Like you think it's cabinetry mm. and then you open the cabinet and it's actually a whole door panel and you mm. walk into these separate so kitchens. It's secret. It's not that just... That is pretty cool. I do like yeah. a secret room. Yeah. Oh, was... Who doesn't like a secret room? That's yeah. Really cool. And I yeah, thought that, that was really cool. fun. But then I was like, do you really need two kitchens? Well, I guess you do if you don't want to mess up the kitchen that's attached to your living space. Yeah. I don't that's... know what they do in the other one. So we'd have to, I'm, I, maybe I'm going to have to interview someone who actually has that yeah. in their home. Yeah. And then I want to me. hear about that. Yeah. I do too. So if that is you, please contact me and <laughs> yeah, talk no about kidding. your kitchen. And I won't be judged. I won't be judgy about it. I just want to know what happens in the outer kitchen, in the public kitchen. Yeah. Just yeah. drinks and cocktails and appetizers and yeah. Is there a microwave jazz. that you use out there? <laughs> soft jazz, <laughs> soft jazz. Right. <laughs> yeah. So that makes sense. I was just at Falling Water a couple like a month ago. That Frank Lloyd Wright house in Pennsylvania. And oh, amazing. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I paid extra, of course, for the longer, actually, it was just because I couldn't get on the other tour to get <laughs> into the place where you could see all the utility spaces and everything, which is actually really cool because I got to go to the kitchen and the kitchen yeah. was only for the servants and was not for the family at all. So it was this tiny little space. It was pretty cool, actually, but it was very small and <laughs> it had access to the basement and um, like this little tiny sitting area for the servants. Oh, wow. But it was, it was, um, yeah. yeah. So the whole rest of it had this whole aesthetic going that really wasn't brought over into the kitchen, but it's just like this little thing and they could see into the main space and through this little window, we call them in the door. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So it was just interesting because that was like an extreme version of separation between the kitchen and the rest of the house, you know? Yeah. No kidding. So, so yeah, but most of us don't have servants. When, when you talk about the age of your home, I kind of picture it being a small kitchen kind of set off because at that time you also, especially if you're cooking over a fire, you would have wanted to keep that sort of the smells or smoke or any of that kind of the mess yeah. that comes with that, you would want it separate from your entertaining space, I would think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um, well, back in those old, old days, they used to keep it separate from the house because if it caught on fire, it was easier to, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, you know, oh. tear that part off and then, yeah, it didn't affect the whole house. Potentially. I never thought of that perspective. Huh. You know, and it was built off the back or there was a summer oh. kitchen or. So cool. I, I want a summer kitchen, even though yeah. our summer is too I know. I well, still right. <laughs> I think that's just the uh, grill that sits outside. That's what I yeah, call my exactly. kitchen. Exactly. Think about entering into a kitchen or entering into a house is that I feel like that kind of sets the mood for the house. And so if you come into this little kitchen that has recycling bags behind the door and everything's crunching when you open it and then it just smells, it just creates a not very um, peaceful entry into my house mm. or luxurious feel, you know? So I was just talking to someone else who was talking about what when were we talking about this i can't remember what the episode was or why we were talking about this but she was saying that she concentrates oh she was an interior designer maybe she concentrates on the entries into people's houses was that the one with like the quotes and like right your aspirations and like you're an artist or whatever yes yes i was just listening to that yeah so but i when after we talked i realized it's a pretty frustrating experience coming into my home Hmm. Yeah, I'm going to try to fix that. But anyway, so but the, our new kitchen design just gets rid of that whole little corner snarly place altogether. And we just come in a different door. So that's going to be much better. One of my houses um, had, uh, I love a galley kitchen. I love like that kind of long island and one long spance of like cabinetry and appliances. So maybe I'm the exception. I kind of like that kitchen. I have a weird shaped kitchen now, but I, I kind of like the the galley style kitchen. I like those too. I mean, I think a long, long island isn't the problem if, unless you have to walk around it to get to something. I feel like if you have the refrigerator on one side of a long linear island and then you have to keep going up and around it all the time. I just don't think that works very well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what we had. And I just felt like, I mean, maybe that was a good thing because I got my steps in for the day Mm. just cooking breakfast. (laughs) Looking on the bright side. But I just, I didn't super enjoy that. Now I have like a dead end kitchen, very 1950s. Everything Mm -hmm. is in one place. I've got the sink at one end and then the fridge and the stove are right across from each other. Isn't that like a magic triangle, Heather, you were saying of cooking? I remember this from like um, HGTV shows. (laughs) Is that still a thing, that triangle thing? Well, it is definitely something that I keep in mind. And it's supposed to be 26 cumulative feet across the whole triangle. So when I'm when I'm designing something, I try not to put things like an island in the way or something like you're saying, so that it's easy to move between them. A kitchen designer I had on my podcast this year, she said that she doesn't believe in the work triangle. 
So, I mean, not everybody believes in it. I, I feel like it makes logical sense to me. And I kind of like the 50s style kitchens where it's a dead end kitchen because I don't <laughs> want parts of my kitchen to be a circulation space, Yeah, you know? Yeah. So I'm yes. all for the yeah. dead end one. So the person who is cooking or doing the meal prep is on one side and the other people, maybe guests are on the other side of an island. To me, an island is kind of for delineating who is in what part of the kitchen. I think one of the keys to having kids not run around the island is to also have another track that you have in your house. So you can run up down the hall through the living dining room and then like it's not in the kitchen space. I mean, I always think those are good to plan into a house if someone's planning on on the circulation of a house. And that's one thing the open concept is kind of missing a little bit is that there's no track for kids to run around because they love to run around in a, yeah, in a yeah, circle yeah. some way. You know? In a circle, exactly. <laughs> yeah, because otherwise, if it's not a circle, it ends pretty quickly. Yeah, I like everything... <laughs> sort of in an arm's reach. I'm just not the type of person who cooks in a way that has everything all prepared out on the counter and like measured out. Like it's you, just you not don't? my style. Wow. <laughs> no, yeah, me too. Me too. I'm just kidding. I mean, who, who does do that? Someone. I don't know. Some, somebody must. They do it on TV. So they must do it in real life. Do you do right. it that way, Heather? Or No, I like to gather all my stuff and bring it out. And as I put it in... I put it away. So as I add it to my recipe, I put it away. Then I know I have included it because <laughs> there's a chance <laughs> I will forget. Did I add the salt or did I not add this? And so that's true. That's true. That's a good tip. I like yeah. that. Yeah. I like to then, and then when you're done, your all your various things have already been put away and you just left with kind of the cleanup part. Wow. Wow. You know, I've never had this conversation with anyone before, so I'm not really sure how, <laughs> except for TV, how people really do it. Yeah. And I don't like when I'm working in my old kitchen, I used to have my workspace, my main workspace between the sink and the stove was where all of the uh, flatware was. So mm. we'll come up and say, can you move for a second and I can get mm. out the forks or next, my next kitchen? I am not having something that's used all the time right underneath my, you know, my main right. workspace because that's, oh, that's so smart. Yeah. irritating. Yeah. Another thing I try to do is get the refrigerator on the edge of the workspace so that they don't have to come into the main part of it. Yeah, I think it's good. So if you're yeah. trying to get dinner on the table, for example, then people who are helping you can get to the refrigerator and get drinks for people or can do other stuff from the refrigerator, not have to go through your space. I guess it's pretty clear. I don't like people in my space. Yeah. <laughs> We're with you. I have to agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. Just stay out. Just stay out there. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Park Power, your friendly local utilities provider in Alberta, offering internet, electricity, and natural gas with low rates, awesome service, and profit sharing with local charities. In Alberta, you get to choose who to buy your internet, electricity, and natural gas from. If you switch providers, nothing changes about the delivery of these utilities to your home or business. If you have an existing contract, you're going to want to find out the terms before leaving. If you don't, then it's even easier to sign up for Park Power. You as the consumer have the choice of who you pay your bills to. Why not choose your friendly local utilities provider? Learn more at parkpower.ca. So yeah, and as far as trends go, uh, this trend that I have, again, not seen in person, but have seen in the magazines and things are these walk-in freezers or walk-in refrigerators for home use, right? And so that's like the secret door you were talking about, that it looks like yes. it just slides to the side and then you go into this room, a refrigerated room where you keep all your stuff. I now, believe me, Heather just said that that was her dream. I, is it? Not the fridge, but a freezer where you can actually step in and see everything that's in there. I've got a chest freezer and I'm always digging around. And oh, I'm yeah. It's the worst. Find stuff. Yeah. It's terrible. I think a walk-in freezer would be best because I have this issue with 
refrigerators and freezers that they shouldn't be as deep as they are because then things just mm-hmm. get lost in the back. Totally. And it's basically like the first nine inches of the refrigerator is used. Mm-hmm. And then after that is who even knows what in the back. In the freezer, it's impossible to tell what's in there on the bottom. Like who unloads mm-hmm. everything to get something? And we've yeah. been ordering for a quarter cow worth of meat. And so then you put it all down wow. into the freezer. And then you're like, well, now there's nothing but ground beef because that was what was at the bottom. And that's all. That's me right now. now. You guys really order a half a cow? I I mean, it must be literally half a cow. Sometimes it can be a quarter. If you have a freezer full of cuts of meat like that, it's really hard to find stuff in there. It is really hard to find stuff in there. And it's only money and space, right? So if you have both (laughs) money and space, you can have it. I do like the idea of having a second fridge. I like when you have a fridge like in the garage, mm. especially around the holidays. Most of the year mm-hmm. you probably don't need it, but around the holidays when you're like buying, if you're hosting and you've got extra stuff to, you know, drinks or like an entire turkey. Yeah, like a giant turkey that doesn't <laughs> Yeah, a giant turkey. Much. That takes like, a lot of space. Yeah, yeah I, I do kind of like that idea of having a little extra refrigerator space. What we're doing in our kitchen instead is having um, a little beverage refrigerator in a different section of the kitchen that's close to the back door because a lot, we have a lot of outdoor gathering spaces. Yeah, so I'm hoping that will keep people out of the kitchen too. So that if they just need drinks, they can just come and go to that thing. And then a great idea. in my mind, we're going to have all these catered parties, <laughs> which I have never had a catered party. So why we're suddenly going to have them. <laughs> but if we did, that's where the caterers could put everything the other ones could take out. So it's kind of like a butler's pantry, but it's more out in the open, kind of adjacent to the yard sort of thing. Dream big. Why not? Right. right? I mean, if I have a place for caterers, they're more likely to come. Yes. And hopefully you haven't spent right. all your money on your kitchen reno and have no yeah. money for caterers. Mm. Okay, I want to ask about something in practical terms, because you mentioned, I think earlier that you've got some open shelving planned in mm-hmm. your kitchen. This to me sounds like more work <laughs> because dusting it and sometimes in a kitchen, the surface gets um, yep. greasy, Grimy. right? Yeah. Yep. What are you going to put on your shelves? First of all, a lot of people in terms of trends are getting rid of all their upper cabinets. Well, on one side, we're doing glass cabinets and then closed cabinets above there. So that's all going to be my pretty stuff and the stuff I don't use very often. And the stuff that's on the shelves would be like our plates and cups and things that we just use every day. You know, the Mm. things that you somehow wash every day. They're always moving from the dishwasher to that. Why are we doing open shelves? Because, well, it saves money. That's it. Mm. Also, in an older kitchen, there would have been some open shelves, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. So we can mm-hmm. hang some mugs off the whatever, off the bottom on some hooks and that sort of thing. Oh, so it's I do more like, like a look, you know, I, I find it difficult to get my plates and things. I don't know why, but, you know, having them in one of the upper cabinet with the sides on them, it just kind of restricts the space. Mm-hmm. So, but it's a little bit of a compromise. I mean, as all of life is, if you have a partner who wants a different aesthetic than you. Yeah. And maybe that only happens to me. Oh, no. I- <laughs> I would rather have them be open, more open shelves. And he wants them like to be the box without the um, doors. Uh-huh. Oh, I see. Yeah. We're just mm. going to have to go with it because I'm getting most <laughs> of everything else that I want. So compromise, compromise indeed. Yeah, I'm all for that. Yeah. Part of the question is, where do you store all these mini things? Are they just on the countertop? Not me. So one of the my favorite things in my kitchen is we put in an appliance garage. It's like a garage door that rolls up. And at the very top, there's a couple of shelves where I stick cookbooks. Mm-hmm. And then on the bottom, because it's just the countertop is extending into it. That's where I put the mixer. Um, I've got the soda stream in there. I've got the toaster. I've got the 
blender and the food processor. Whoa, how big is this thing? It's not that huge, but I just have some mostly small appliances. They're all just shoved in there too. They're like, really, there's a lot in there. Well, because that's a lot. It just seems like it fits a lot. Well, it's very useful in that something heavy like a mixer can be slid yeah. the countertop. It's perfect. Nice. Yeah, I have heard of appliance garages, but they're generally not as big as I would think I could put all my all my stuff. Like my not all the stuff. I have counter space. I probably could put some appliances out, but I would hate to have to look at them mm. all the time. Yeah, because you it sounds like you have a neat kitchen. Heather. I prefer it to be. Yeah. Yeah, and then I imagine your kitchen, Erin, is more old homey looking, like mine. I like to think mine's homey. That's why yeah. it's so. That's what I. That's stuff. what I say too. I don't even have a slow cooker or a microwave or a microwave or a dishwasher. Or a dishwasher. <laughs> oh my, oh what? <laughs> well, the place where you buy a cow for the years. Where and the, and where we buy a cow and I'm churning butter. No, um, <laughs> listen, and Catherine just, she likes it this way. Don't, she's not, I know, not I'm like sure she does. Aaron. We have an older kitchen and it has an old dishwasher, like one of the ones where it has a circular rack. Whoa, a really old one. That's pretty cool. And so yeah. we've decided that we are not keeping this dishwasher. It's going to go bye-bye. We are not replacing it, but I'm putting in my appliance garage into that space. I think we've been here for five years now. <laughs> yeah, that sounds pretty familiar. So, it takes a long time to make these kinds of decisions. Okay. So I mean, that's definitely, that's definitely a choice. The way my brain works is that if something's put away, I forget about mm -hmm. it. And so I forget that I have a waffle maker. I forget that I have all this stuff. I don't know how to, um, I guess I could make a list and put it on the wall of all this stuff, but it seems like out of sight, out of mind is definitely the way I go. And so everything's on the counter, basically. You can get very mm -hmm. nice looking appliances now. Like yeah. those mixers come in patterns and colors and they look really cool. And if it matches mm -hmm. your aesthetic, you know, then it can sit out and look nice. Right. Why That's not? what I think. Another yeah. thing too, is that people are putting things like coffee bars into their bedrooms. Oh, yes. I don't, these people are living alternate lives for yeah, me, for sure, yeah, because for sure. <laughs> I don't know how they have the time to to be in a bathrobe lounging. lounging. Yeah. So they yeah. have the, the plumbed coffee, the espresso maker, and then a refrigerator in there for the milk or cream or whatever. Yeah. Little, little uh, dishwasher and sink. Oh gosh. It sounds, it sounds nice, amazing. doesn't it? Sounds like yeah. something at a hotel, not at home though. I mean, that's yeah. the dream. I would love to have a bar in my room where I spend my time in my bathrobe drinking my coffee and who yeah. would want to do that? I mean, yeah. But realistically, yeah, yeah. I know. we're dreaming really big now. Yeah. <laughs> you know what, Aaron, that's the only way to dream is big. <laughs> exactly. If you're dreaming about, about so, your dream kitchen. Dream big. Like right now I have the potential to make my dream kitchen, which is why there's a lot yeah. of pressure. I feel like there's a lot of pressure because I'm not going to do it again anytime soon. What are you going to do with your island? Something that I strongly feel is that in your kitchen island, there should be nothing. No stove, no sink. All right. Yeah. You have that in your kitchen, Heather. And mm -hmm. I love that about your island is it's big and it's a big workspace. What will you do, Catherine? Well, that's one of the two pieces of furniture. So the two pieces of furniture we're going for is one is a pantry. So a floor to ceiling pantry, but we're making it like a, a base. So it's lifted up a little bit. It has little legs and it has a base and then a, a narrower, like 18 inch cabinet above it. But that's where all the food's going to be. And then the island is going to be just 
look like a table, but it's kind of made out of the same thing. So that again, that's kind of raised up and I'm going to have the uh, cookbooks on one side underneath on the end. And then the other side, I'm actually just storing all my pots and pans on open shelves underneath my countertop, which is what we have in this old family summer house. Then I feel like, why not just put it there? Then I can see them. I won't forget that I have a waffle iron because I'll see it, but it's also hidden from view. So I don't have to worry about it looking messy or anything. And now that I have my new induction stove, I can get rid of all of my old pots and pans that I've had for a really long time and then maybe have four pots. So then, okay, like you need to have the jumbo muffin tins and then you need to have Mm. the regular muffin tins and you have to have the mini muffin tins. That's it. No more muffin tins, just those three. But you need a donut pan and you mm. need a bunt pan. I seem to keep adding. This is part of the hazard with a cooking podcast as well. Mm, that's true. That's true. I can imagine. Sometimes you want to make a thing. You've never made it before and you realize you need the pan or the gadget or the something to make that thing happen. But we yeah. do now have a few communal items that we share. Yeah. We oh, that's an excellent idea. So stuff. that's been kind of beneficial too. It would be kind of fun to put a list of these are the random kitchen items I have. I am willing to loan out. People do that with their garden tools. Oh, yeah, oh. for sure. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. What about all those? I mean, anytime I've gone to a home renovation show or watching HDTV, people have these very specific cabinet items, like the spice pantry that Mm. like you pull it out and it's got all your spices in it or ones that are specifically designed for all your baking sheets and muffin tins or are those things really that functional are they just kind of like cool and gadgety like because those seem kind of like they were trendy so i think it's just more expensive and that's the reason everybody doesn't have it because it's more it's not custom cabinetry but it's more the cabinet lines that have more gadgety things on it too so those yeah. are often cut from the budget. I mean, it kind of, again, it depends on what people value and what people use a lot. So if you have a lot of uh, cookie trays or baking trays and muffin tins and, and you can't really keep them organized, then that could be really good for you. But yeah, those are just kind of fancy cabinet add-ons that certain cabinet lines carry. Mm-kay. I do like the idea of something specific for spice because it is a hard thing to store when you've got some mm-hmm. bottles and some bags. I don't know. I've never found mm-hmm. a good storage solution for spices. Yeah. I had one that was a pullout thing next to the stove, but in reality, things would spill. And so this little stained oh. and it was hard to clean because it yeah. was really narrow. But having having a drawer, I've seen the ones at the drawers that come out and they just have them all laid nicely at an angle. Seems like yes. super organized and nice, but you kind of have to have a lot of drawers for that. I don't have many drawers in my kitchen, but one drawer is my spice drawer. And I bought all the same containers from mm-hmm. Ikea and I bought extra in case they like went out of line or whatever, right? Or you needed some other kind of spice. As I add spices in that I cook with. And so like it is a full drawer. It's one of my biggest drawers, but it's got everything in there and they're all the same. Yeah, I like that. And it's it's alphabetical. Are they alphabetical too? (laughs) They're alphabetical. Because I know where things are and that way I can just open the drawer and I know my cinnamon is here. That is impressive, Erin. That's really impressive. My husband (laughs) likes to have things in certain places and I don't care as much. So so he's labeled things in the pantry where I'm Mm -hmm. supposed to put things. Which is helpful because I finally said, if you want me to put things somewhere, you should tell me where, like with a little sign. So I try to comply, you know, but I I like that idea of that. Maybe I'm going to work in a spice drawer. And so when I'm feeling adventurous, I go to the, I go to the market and I buy some spices that I think are going to be awesome. And they are awesome for like three meals. And then I forget about them. Yeah. That is the the spice of life. (laughs) 
spices. A spice of life are the different spices and that really are different seasonal spices. And because really, yeah, I put mm-hmm. it, I wanted it for one thing and I put it away, which is, you know, as you know, my problem. And so I, I just, they go really stale. So yeah, if you organize your blog like that, that would be helpful. Sure. Yeah. I'm going to make a note right now in my book. Oh, really? <laughs> Oh, yeah. I got into this thing with wild cherries. This is on Martha's Vineyard. And I also had a friend who was an animal behavioralist, and she taught me how to kill a wild turkey. On Martha's Vineyard, there are a lot of feral turkeys because they're heritage turkeys that escaped from the farm, oh. you know, generations ago. So now they run wild and they attack people and stuff on oh, the vineyard. No. So she taught me how to kill one instantly. So I was going to be like my big thing that was going to, I don't know, when I was doing all this foraging. I don't know Yikes. what that would have made me, but I could not convince anybody to help me. But so for, you... and, and killing and butchering are kind of pretty separate things. That's true. It's a whole nother <laughs> level. If you hold birds upside down, the uh-huh. blood rushes to their heads and they pass out. And then you can just stick a pen knife into their brain and then they're dead. Oh, oh gosh. Okay. I know. Anyway, never did it. But I, don't I guess blame if, you. I know how. So if it ever comes in handy for anybody or anybody listening, yeah, I that's actually how you do feel it. like possibly catching the thing would be kind that's, of challenging yeah. itself. That's what my husband kept saying. Like, I don't know yeah. why you think you're going to be able to catch this thing. Yeah. <laughs> they're fast. <laughs> they're fast and they're kind and of they're mean. aggressive and erratic. Yeah, this is why I thought it would be fun. But oh, and that's boy. also why I needed help. Anyway, oh. <laughs> never happened, but I was ready for that. But it is fun anyway, just the idea of being able to eat what's out there or just thinking like, if everything really goes south, I know where I can get some food. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Yep. In the apocalypse. You never okay. know. <laughs> Okay. I'm feeling like we should probably wrap this up. This has been really fun. I it has been fun. I feel like we could talk all day about this stuff. Yeah. For sure. We could. But that would make a lot of work for Aaron and me. Yeah. I know I've learned a couple things today, like um organizing my spices in a drawer in the same containers alphabetically. (laughs) 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 And what do you do? Oh, Heather, you get all your stuff together, then you put it away after you use it. As you add it. Yes. That's magical. Thank you Perfect. so much for thank you. It was fun. I th- actually think it was your idea. Thank you for, for raising the idea. And um, it's been a lot of fun. And <laughs> yeah. can't wait to hear. Yeah, we'll do it again. Episodes. Yeah. You know, someday when my kitchen's done, I'll give you a tour. That's oh, what yay. I really want to see is what your kitchen looks like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you and me both. I would love to see what my kitchen looks like. So hopefully, <laughs> hopefully it'll come out the way I want and not completely value engineered to a shadow of itself. No. Oh. I think it's going to be fantastic. You've obviously put a lot of thought into it. So, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> goodbye. It was great to chat with you. Yes, fantastic. You Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. And now for the fine print. Join us over on the socials Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Pinterest, and on our website at threekitchenspodcast.com. And remember, when you like, follow, subscribe, and review, it helps more people find us. Thank you so much for listening. Well, thoughts are free. You know, it's just the execution.